This is Bach to Bach, the podcast opening up the world of classical music one beer at a time. And this is episode 20, and we're featuring something we know a lot about, having having siblings. So we are coming at you this week in honor of National Sibling Day. As we are the Oates Brothers, it makes a lot of sense to, well, do this episode. Absolutely. So not only are we going to kind of dive in about the lives of us growing up as brothers, but we're also going to dive into composers who were siblings. And in, in preparation for this, you open up a whole different side of the Mendelssohn family that I never knew anything about. Yeah, Fanny Mendelssohn. Yep, never knew she existed. First of all, that's a name. Well. Fanny <laughs> Anyway, so, and we're going to dive into her stuff later on in the episode, which she's actually really famous without you knowing it um, type of thing, but she's an incredible composer herself. Uh, but right away, we know Felix Mendelssohn. Um, he, you know, he's between his symphonies, um, his string quartets, his violin concerto, his violin concerto, absolutely, and uh, his version of Midsummer's Night Dream. But what we're featuring today is the Mendelssohn Octet. One of the coolest pieces I've ever played in my life. And this um, version is special because you were telling me, give us a bit of that background on this. Well, first of all, what is an octet? Okay, an octet, it's pretty straightforward. Eight musicians, right? O- yep. Octet. Yep. Two, two first violins, two second violins, two violas, and two cellos. And uh, this version is really cool. This is done by the Emerson String Quartet. Who, who is are the kind of premier. One of the, one prom- of the premier. One of the premier quartets in the world. And I think one of the kind of sexier, more hip quartets, like Brooklyn Riders, one of the other ones. So what's really cool is that they're going to use eight different instruments on this recording, and uh, four of the instruments are modern. They're actually made by a modern uh, violin maker named Sam Signatolich, and they are based on early Italian uh, Guarneri, Amati, Stradivari. They're based on those instruments. So four of the instruments are old, actually old Italian instruments from the late 1700s. And you guys, we haven't mentioned this before, but Italy was kind of the mecca for uh, instrument For, for violin makers, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No, you have your original founders, Guarneri, Armadi, and, uh, Armadi, <laughs> Armadi, and, uh, and of course Stradivari. Uh, and, but then a lot of violin makers now base, base their instruments off these original violin makers. And in fact, put a lot of research into Tons how they, research how into they this. made absolutely. the sounds that they do. It's so cool. So the, they actually use eight different instruments for this recording. Four old Italian and four that were specially made by Sam Signatoli for this quartet specifically. Which is super cool. And so then what he did was uh, the violin maker took like a look at all those four instruments from the early, um, sorry, the late 1700s and based and created two violins, a viola and a cello that are in similar style, but they all have their own distinct sound. So it sounds like it's going to be eight different instruments playing it. So it's going to sound like eight different people are playing it, but it's really only four. It's really an awesome That's idea. Cool. Um, this first movement of the octet is so it just dives right in um, with this repetitive uh, like, then it has just building line and it just it's very like it's rolling. It has mm. high and low points. It's very intact, uh, intense and attacks. As a quartet, it keeps you engaged. Keeps it's you super engaged. And if you watch a really good quartet play, everyone's on the edge of their seat oh, and awesome. just playing off of each other. And it and before we dive in, listen to it. There's actually a great uh, documentary about them recording this process um, on YouTube. You can look it up if you type in the Emerson String Quartet and uh, the men and just the word Mendelssohn. It'll be like the first or second link. It's a really cool thing to watch. So this is the Mendelssohn Octet. Uh, 
performed by the Emerson String Quartet times themselves. And this is, to be clear, this is Felix Mendelssohn. The... Felix Mendelssohn, yeah. yeah. So this is, oh, oh, by the way, how did I forget this? This guy wrote this when he was 16. So 1825, this was written. He was 16 freaking years old. Okay. I'm trying to remember 16. what I accomplished at 16. Let's it see. definitely wasn't I, a legendary octet. I was really into puka shell necklaces. And you had those yellow plaid trousers. I just, that was 15. Oh. I Yeah, the yellow plaid ones, but I was really into puka shell necklaces. Uh, spiky hair, I had braces then. What were you like? Not that. Not that. But no better. No better. But, <laughs> uh, and then it didn't get premiered publicly until 11 years later. So a lot of edits were done. But this is Felix Mendelssohn's first movement of the Mendelssohn Octet performed by the Emerson String Quartet. Just freaking enjoy this. This is so awesome. Listen.
So basically, I, I just love the fact that he builds up this 13-minute piece, and then all of a sudden, the end just drops that original theme for yeah. 10 seconds, and then ends ends the movie. Just enough to bring you back. It's so cool. It's so um, well done. So, you know, Felix Mendelssohn, brother of Fanny Mendelssohn, what was, siblings. What was the age difference between them, out of curiosity? Good question. Uh, I think they were four years apart. So he was born in 1809, so that would make... She was born in 1805. Right. So an older sister... Um, but one that we haven't talked a lot about was we t- started diving last episode was the fact that we are brothers and uh, we have been for a while now. No one sees it. No one sees it. No. Sometimes when your glasses come off. Yeah, but. like we don't look alike whatsoever. But um, one thing I wanted, to, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, we have fought, I think, four times in the past decade. Mom always thinks it's more. It's not. I think we may bicker from time to time, but that's yeah. different than fighting. Yeah. But when we were kids, we fought. And I'm saying right now, and I've admitted this many times before, I was a terrible older brother. You were brother. a prick. I was terrible. Which is funny. Everyone thinks I'm the younger brother. Get yeah, it. I don't know how that happens, man. Dude, you're, maybe you were more responsible. Um, anyway, <laughs> probably not. Um, so when we were kids, there was this one time, um, if you guys remember, there was those lap desks that were like the plastic lap desks. They had with, like with the cushy bottoms. You put them on the cushy bottoms. Yep, and like they you, great for car rides or just sitting in bed doing work. And and we both love to draw. So we love to draw. So we used for drawing all the time. And I got might be worth pointing out at this point for any people that are were born in the nineties who you know we didn't have we had a Game Boy that we were allowed to play for. Like a limited time. Yeah. When it came to car rides, like we it was our imagination that was keeping us company. Oh, yeah. Um, so suck it up, all you kids. <laughs> there was a time, though, I got so mad at Maddie, I actually hit him in the face. I don't even remember what I did. I don't... You probably just were, like, sitting there. It was uh, probably insignificant. It was your face. It's just... It's just how you look as a person. So you guys, so you guys have to remember these desks have about probably about three millimeters of, of hard plastic around the outside, and Kevin took a big wind up. To be fair, it was a damn good shot. I'm proud of myself. And hit me right on the bridge of my nose. And yeah. I think I just barely have the scar and there now. But basically, we we fought. But then I got pissed off because he got a can of Pepsi to ice it with, um, and I was mad because then he got to drink the Pepsi afterwards, and yeah. I got nothing, even though. I'm the one that hit you. So really... Karma's a bitch, man. Karma's a bitch. Uh, but yeah, we, we fought a lot when we were kids. I mean... Mom and dad put up with us a lot. Yeah, we were, was... we were really different, though, as far as 
interests, hobbies. I mean, we had music. That was it. Yeah, music was the one because you originally wanted to do violin, right? Yeah, slightly, no, slightly. It was really cello was my first thing, like well, really, really. And good. now it's come full circle. And now I, if I had my choice, you would switch, I'd, I'd you, you and, and America would play cello. Cello is lovely. It's the best. I mean, look and listen to our, our quiz when we have guests on. That's what everyone goes cello. Well, it's cello. So you know, it's weird when growing up as a sibling, you you just. I don't know, and I don't know how many siblings out there still fight and that are in their you know thirties. If they fight as much as they do, but if they do, I I curious how it how it is. I think it would be around important things, but we I mean, we we've developed a great pattern. We've lived together twice now, and yeah. uh, and and in the intervening years, we've spent quite a lot of time apart. Yeah. Um. So when we come back together, you know, we we both get each other. So you know, we live in the same apartment and. Uh, uh, we we know each other's quirks. We know boundaries. We know when each other's having a good day, bad day. So. Yeah, and you can just read read really well. So I mean, I think it comes with any siblings. But I want what I want to find out, and maybe this is where we can you know poise this question to you guys, is when there's siblings of three or more. Okay, so let's yeah. say there are three or more siblings. What's the what's the family dynamic like? I mean, I mean, there's always the talk about the forgotten sibling. You know, yeah. there's. I mean, there's always the, the the loved one, the forgotten one, the spoiled one, the smart one, whatever you want to call. Who gets this, away with the everything. stereotype? Yeah. So, like, you know, if you were one of those sibling numbers, what number were you? And yeah. and and what was what was your family role like? We there's only the two of us. Mom always wanted a, a daughter as well. Yep. Uh, did you know that? I did you know the story about my birth with my daughter? You were but not my daughter, but me being a daughter. Mom you, wanted me to be a girl, and she had a name picked out, Catherine. I would have been Catherine. And when I was born as a boy. I bet she's like, oh shit, <laughs> right, right in the operating room, right in the delivery room. It's a boy. Oh shit! <laughs> Come on, let's every time. Oh, every time. It's um. I'm, I think now she's she's come around. It's taken. It's taken. I'm the more girly years. of the two, though. Of out of the two of us, I do spend more time in my hair than you do. So this is okay. all coming out of your mouth. I'm, I know. I'm it's not all right. I'm just stating facts. I'm cool. Giving it to the world. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so speaking of girliness and being girls, let's talk, let's dive into Fanny's let's life. Let's talk about Fanny's. Let's life. talk about Fanny. Uh, so Fanny, born uh, so 1805, she was basically back then women couldn't be composers. They couldn't be known for being composers. What was their nationality? Out of curiosity. Uh, Felix Mendelssohn. Is he Austrian? That sounds right. I was going to say Fanny is going to be very interesting that we're saying this all the time to the people in England who are listening because Fanny is the English word for naughty bits. Naughty bits. So. And Cook, if you're listening, not uh, love it. German, German, okay, German, um, Austrian, the naughty bits. Um, anyway, uh, so anyway, she she was basically women couldn't be composers back then, so she kind of was like a ghostwriter. She wrote for she wrote all these. She wrote 460 pieces of music. Wow. And uh, were they all published under Felix's name? No, a lot weren't published, but a chunk were the, published the, under his name. Okay. Um, but the one we're featuring, this is a, a really, this is a big change from the octet. This is much more, it's, this is a fantasy, which starts slow and then gains a lot of momentum and becomes a really diverse type of piece. And we haven't done a lot of slow we stuff. We have so, so and this, this is, is really pretty, like, you know, and this is a piece I didn't know existed until I did some research. Yeah. And it's, it's a really fun piece, you know, but this was written, uh, I think, I'm not quite sure where in her career. Um, but this is a beautiful, beautiful piece. Um, 
And it's just it's kind of nice to see that she's getting attention now. A lot of I know Suzanne Nance, who's a good friend and for, former Mainer and classical music host, now on the West Coast. Who I very much want to meet. Yeah, she's she's awesome in every way. She's so cool. Uh, but she did a whole whole series based on Fanny Mendelssohn and her works. Um, she's a, quite the composer. Yeah. And so um, let's feature the Fantasy in G Minor for Piano and Cello by Fanny Mendelssohn. When we come back, we've got an original uh, beer cocktail for you guys in honor of another very special woman.
So I think this is a piece I want to learn uh, for cello. I, I, you know, it's Fanny Mendels is a new composer to me that I have not studied enough about, but I really want to dive in and learn this piece by her. We haven't done this combo a lot either. The the whole piano cello, the, the, nice. the kind of the sonata style. No, we haven't yeah. done much of that yet. I, I enjoy it. I, it's I it's such a fun combination. So in the spirit of National Sibling Day, we saw this on the shelf when we were at Westmere Beverage a few yeah, weeks back. Yeah, this was perfect. It was it was we were like looking for thematic beers, and this one just. It was right there. And as a brotherly podcast, we found Sibling Rivalry with yep. uh, by Jack Savvy, which is out of Massachusetts. And it's a R-Y-E hyphen V-A-L-R-Y. V-A-L-R-Y. So yeah. um, we haven't done a lot of rye-based beers, but yeah. there is uh, this This is an IPL, so it's a rye IPL. Yeah. Um, Jack Savvy Brewing, uh, this is actually the first stuff we've had by them, I think. Yep, never had it before. Um, but this is a, so this is a 6% ABV. Um, the IPL, I, I didn't recognize it when you first handed me the glass because you know, a lot of bubbles, really kind of golden Very color. golden brown, yeah. Um, not what either of us normally go to, to be honest. Um, and on its own, I don't think I would... It's not my kind of drinking beer. It's not. But this is where we thought, you know, this would be a good time to, to have one of our own original beer cocktails. And we are doing this beer cocktail in honor of our, our grandmother, uh, yeah. Dottie Walters, yeah, who a, just passed away this past weekend, yeah. uh, which a lot of people, I think maybe, you know, uh, if, if you knew her, uh, you knew that she wouldn't want anyone to be sad. Um, Dottie lived and survived off of two things. One of them. Manhattan. And two. Werther's. So every day, without fail, Dottie had her Manhattan at five o'clock. That was it. It happened. The earth and then come to Werther's the all day long. That was every meal. There was a constant bowl of Werther's original. Uh, if, if I think everyone knows what they are, but yeah. if, if you the, don't... The caramel, get, little caramels. Little toffees, yeah. Um, and uh, we, we've been talking about a beer cocktail for a long time. And in honor of Dottie's Manhattan and this rye, this, this rivalry beer, yep. uh, we wanted to create a Manhattan of our own. And so this one's called the Matriarch, because in our family, she was always known as the Matriarch of the family. Absolutely. So this is a perfect... So this is a, our, our, our take on the Manhattan uh, beer cocktail. So it's called the Matriarch, and this is uh, two parts rye whiskey. So you can choose a true one. I'm, we'll choose Bullet Rye, since that's our favorite. Uh, one part sweet vermouth. A splash of sibling rivalry. If you can't do that, probably a much more a lighter golden golden brown IPL or even a lighter lager would do. Yeah, um, it's gonna add a little bit of crispness. Just to do, just do a splash of that, just for just for taste. And then we we're gonna get creative with this one. And and so rather than doing the maraschino cherry garnish, oh sorry, bitters as well. Yeah, gotta do bitters. Um, and then uh, and then instead of the maraschino cherry as the garnish, we're gonna just drop two worthers in there. And it's gonna work. It's gonna work. It's got the caramel taste. Exactly. It, it's gonna bring out that that taste, which you, does come through the the beer as well a little bit. And when the cocktail's done, those are gonna be the best worthers you get a chance to suck yeah. on. Oh yeah. Um, so this is again, this is in honor of our our, our absolutely legendary grandmother Dottie Walters, who and she was um, a giant music supporter too. And she, I just love yeah. it. You know, she when when we would visit her. And she would always, you know, when I talk about conducting orchestras, she always does her little motion, pretended to conduct. Yep, yep. Um, she so, always watched all the performances wide-eyed, and she, uh, she, yeah, huge music lover. So. Uh, loved Bach, loved all that. Um, and she will be uh, very greatly missed, but we feel that we want to... Pay homage. Pay homage to her, and, and just uh, let her know how much we, we loved her style. She was, she was wonderful and stubborn at the same time in, in the best way like Absolutely. and it was just freaking awesome as anyone with Irish blood in them should <laughs> as anyone Irish blood in them so again this is this is a cocktail called the Matriarch we're gonna put the the uh, the, the, the recipe up for it up on, online um, give it a try uh, we're gonna try making them for the next week and just see how see if we can perfect the recipe yeah so this, is, this is a fun one but uh, 
Anyway, so listen. On that note, though, uh, this has been another awesome episode of Bach the Bach. The 20th episode. 20th episode of Bach the Bach. And we will be starting doing, I know, I think we said uh, end of April for video episodes. We're going to start at the beginning of May with that as I'm going away on tour uh, starting next week. That's right. That's right. The Ballroom Thieves and Main Youth Rock Orchestra are going on tour. The first tour ever in history that a youth orchestra has done with uh, on a uh, national band and so. in a shameless bit of promotion of my brother and his cause oh you, let's do this Yeah. if you okay. haven't donated to their cause they are still uh, a couple bucks short of order to, uh, okay no to... let's round it up we're not a couple bucks we are four thousand dollars short okay so that's short <laughs> but if everybody but. listening to this gave ten bucks which is less than a cocktail on, yep. on a Friday night um, if everyone just gave ten bucks, you would get there in no time at all. But here's the here's the big challenge. I put this on the website. If we reach our goal of ten thousand dollars, our, our crowdfunding goal by Friday, April fifteenth, uh, I'm gonna shave my hair. And there's a great video on the My Youth Rock Orchestra page. You can check it out. Um, but of basically me talking about the challenge. I mean, again, my hair is my life, so I'm risking a lot on this. And what's more important, the highest donator. Don't donor donator's not a word, Matt. Good for you though. There right. we go. Education. The highest donor. I don't know where I can donor. Know the highest donor, donor in the last two weeks is going to be the one who gets to shave Kevin's head. Yeah, I'm going to do it on Facebook Live, so we'll be live streaming the event. Yeah. So, uh, if, and as you guys who have liked the Bok to Bok page know, the last time we used Kevin's hair to motivate the public, it, did. it changed it, our changed our listenership. It got us a lot of Facebook likes. So uh, this this is raising money for a not only a great cause but a once in a lifetime cause and a, a groundbreaking cause. The first youth orchestra. Uh, to ever go on tour with a nationally touring band. Um, again, check it out, Maine Youth Rock Orchestra, uh, and uh, and also check us out, yeah. Bach to Bach, and please send in the reviews, tell us what you think, tell us what you want to hear about, we want to hear from you guys, uh, and we want to keep you listening far into the future. Let's have this, let's, let's, let's pose them a question they reply to. If you had to come up with your own beer cocktail, what beer would you choose, and what would you call it? All right. Send it to us. Let's hear what you got to, uh, to give to us, guys. All right. Um, it's been another episode of Bach the Bach. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.